Welcome to episode five of the Godfather podcast. Today's episode is part one of a two-part series about sexual assault and addiction. If you or a loved one are affected by either of these topics, we hope you can find deliverance and peace through Jesus. You can contact us directly for spiritual counsel or resources to counselors. The God Filter Podcast is brought to you by the Sanctuary of Philadelphia in Philadelphia, Mississippi. You can find us at thegodfilter.com or email us at admin at thegodfilter.com. You can also find us at facebook.com forward slash thegodfilter. Welcome to the God Filter Podcast. Greetings in the name that is above every name, Jesus. Thank you guys for uh, hitting the play button and joining us here on the God Filter Podcast. And uh, we're so glad that you tuned in and we're going to take a journey uh, today, a journey that needs to be taken. So before I uh, get to the the main subject at hand, my brothers, how are y'all today? Doing great. Doing good. We're at an abnormal time. We usually do these on Sunday afternoon, but because of scheduling conflicts, here we are. A couple of days early. Um, this is uh, Robert and Scott. My name's Adrian Holly, and this is the Godfielder Podcast, and we're going to get started. But before we get started, we need to tell you what we tell you on every podcast is if you've not listened to episode one of the, the original, the maiden voyage, if you've not listened to that, cut this off as much as you want to check out the content of this one and you want to hear this one because it's going to apply to many, many people. You're going to be lost if you... You're going to be you're going to be un, kind of undone listening to it if you don't go back and listen to the first one. So, with that said, uh, cut this one off and go listen to it, and then jump back in here on us, and the Lord's going to help us all. I believe today we're going to start off. It's kind of a two part two parter, kind of a two part series, but they're also kind of separate, but they're also linked. And I don't really know what I'm saying there, but we've kind of brought them together because there is a connection point, but it's not always a 100% connection point. Um, and today uh, we're going to start a two-part a two-part series, and today we're just going to do uh, part one, one subject, but um, sexual assault and addiction. Sexual assault and addiction. We're going to put the filter on sexual assault and addiction. We're not going to do any counseling. Uh, we're not counselors. Yeah, we're not counselors. We're not going to do any behavioral analytics from the secular world, so to speak. But we are going to put the filter on these two things that affect so many people's lives. And so I guess... Maybe what you're thinking now is, well, okay, what do you mean by sexual assault? So let's define how we are going to approach sexual assault from a definition point of view, from an application point of view. And there's multiple 
multiple means of sexual assault, which are all heinous, which are all dark. And we're going to bring the light. Here comes, here comes the light to all of this in a way that perhaps many of the victims that are listening to this have never heard it before from us, the spiritual side. So when we talk about sexual assault today, we are going to enter into the arena of child molestation. Um, we're not going to define age. That could, Unfortunately, that could be from infants, and we've all read headlines and unbelievable stories in our day and time, terrible things. Infants all the way up to teens that have been molested. And, of course, uh, rape. Of Sexual molestation of a child isn't necessarily yeah. just actual sexual assault. There's touching, feeling, and That's right. ex, uh, exposing to um, things that should never have, that yeah. age should never be exposed to. Right. So then there's rape. And, look, this is going to cross gender lines, too. We... Understand that being molested and rape is not just confined to to females. It's for young males, infant males, adolescent males, teenage males, adolescent females, child, female children, female infants, um, and everybody suffers. Everybody suffers from it. Everybody suffers differently, but they suffer. Why did this happen? How did this happen? All the things that we're going to get to, what what is in the dark? So I understand, and I know these men sitting in front of me understand, because before we hit the record button, we had a whole 30-minute conversation about how important and how touchy that this, this subject can be. And... Uh, we're coming from a place of love. Yeah, and certainly information, but spiritual information. And we know that this is rampant. I mean, I've heard everything from one in four to between one in four and one in ten people have to suffer the fate of these actions of the darkness, and that's what it is. And that's just the ones that come out. <clears throat> that's just the ones that come out with it. You know, like yeah. I, I think a, st- a statistic is 20% of females, 10 to 12% of males are sexually assaulted in childhood. And mm. that's just the ones we know about. It is an epidemic and it's getting worse. Every just day. like everything else that we have talked about, it is becoming more intense and it's getting worse. So why do we want to cover this? Why is, why do we want to talk about, take the filter and talk about sexual assault? Well, what qualifies us or what is our reasoning for doing this may, may be the question. And um, it's not because we want to deal with hot button topics, even though hot button topics need to be dealt with. I think that. I think that's a specialty of the filter, actually. Yeah. I think people really need to understand that sexual assault and rape is in scripture in multiple places. And so if the Bible deals with a happening, the church needs to be dealing with a happening. And we'll get to the church side of it in a little bit, but 
and think people need to deal with the happen. The Bible is a spiritual book. Sexual assault happens in the Bible. And there's a whole war being fought there. So when you read in Genesis, uh, Dinah, Dinah was sexually assaulted in Genesis. I mean, this is just uh, three that the Bible records. Um, Tamar, Tamar, however you pronounce it, um, in Second Samuel, I believe it was Second Samuel, was raped by her own brother, who were both of them were the children of David. And then you have the story of a handmaid in the book of Judges that, well, I just don't think I could read that out loud in any setting, how violent and awful that was. And that is just what was recorded in Scripture. There is probably, just like now, no telling how many of the things happened to men, women. I mean, if you go to Moab, uh, uh, Lot, Lot was drunk in the cave after him and his daughters fled from Sodom. Mm-hmm. And they sexually assaulted him when they got him drunk. So it crosses gender lines. It's age. It is in scripture in multiple places. And it is in our lives in multiple places. And a lot of people don't want to deal with the act of it. Now, we're not going to deal with the act of it. Like I said, we're not counseling here. But we're going to put this, the filter on it, and bring it into um, a spiritual context. Because as society worsens, and I understand this has been around long before the 60s and episode one when we really saw the influx of and the downward trend of morals in America, it, it has been around way, way before that, unfortunately. It's just getting worse and worse and worse and worse, and it's affecting more people. And when we read... And it gets, it gets exponentially more pronounced the more people this happens to yeah and now the parabolic curve been caused publicly in arenas mm-hmm. to make it okay yeah absolutely and so that just shows how well, there's, there's even an attempt to normalize pedophilia at this that, point that's what i'm talking like, about God, yeah man. that's what i'm talking about that 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 just goes to show the assault yeah and the attack that we're under in the spirit realm because the question is always when you say that and we hear that and then we hear the stories and the doings of all this, our, our mind takes us to what is wrong with these people, like the perpetrators, not, not, not the victims, the, yeah. the perpetrators. What is wrong with these people? And the church world, I would just say, it's, 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 it's the devil. I mean, it's demonic influences, and it is. And then they move on about their day. Yeah. And it gets worse. It's not dealt with, and... That's what everything's been bullet down, bullet down to. It's just, it's just, just the devil. Passing spiritual war that I, I just I don't even know. It's almost absent. It, like it, whenever everything is just it's the devil. The spiritual warfare is lost in translation in that type of language. I think, and the depth of it. I agree. What what would cause people to do this to another human being, a child, an innocent person? What would what would call that's always the question. What is wrong with these people? Well, I can tell you what's wrong with these people. It's the gods. Everything that we brought in episode one, everything that we've spoken about, it's not just a 
Let's don't make it so shallow that we we don't we're going to flesh it out to the bone for you in a moment because we have something to flesh out. But I don't really think people understand the depth of the spiritual war that is going on in this arena that is ruining that is ruining people's lives. The tendrils so, of influence from the gods. Oh man, and what what tendrils that's Scott's word, and I love it. What tendrils we don't catch in this one, we will catch in the next one when we when we go to addiction. They're not always connected. Um they're not. So we don't want to just automatically assume that they're connected, but um in a lot of cases they are. So we're just going to deal with the first one today. And we've got to understand that this happens this happens because of an, a direct influence on a person that invades the life of an innocent or a helpless uh, person that becomes a victim of circumstance and it comes from somewhere. And we, um, and the reason that it can't be addressed is because it happens in the dark and nobody knows what's in the dark and we are about to bring light to, to a root. place where there's darkness. I do not want to deal with the vine of, of sin. Mm-hmm. I want to deal with the root of sin. And we have, we are dealing with vines. There's a and, saying that uh, hurt people hurt people, but who causes the first hurt? Who causes the hurt that hurts somebody? And that's what the gods do. They create the influence that hurts somebody, that hurts somebody, that hurts somebody. And we're here to break that cycle, to break that chain, to bring deliverance. Root, 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 root. Let's deal with the root of it because we know what are the two things that the gods seek to invade. The church. The temples and the children. That's their target. Mm-hmm. They Their target is the temples and the children. And my, my translation of that is the marriage, because through the marriage, they can get the children. But I, I do still agree with your assessment on that. that the, it's, the temple, it's essentially the same the thing. And the children. Yeah. So when it comes to sexual assault, both uh, within the church and without the church, everyone is, is at a place to where they're speaking out. Outside of the church, you know, there's there's been all kind of movements to, to speak out and, and, and try to help the people that have been um, victimized by this. In the church, it's 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 being dealt with. I've heard, listened to other podcasts of specific stories that have happened, uh, and of all sexual immorality, but in particular this one, uh, just where people are taking advantage of it, and it's in every denomination. It's mm-hmm. it's it's across it's across the board. I think we think of Catholics first because of all that stuff with that, but it's in every one of them. Yeah, every one of them, and it's now. It's not just old yeah. stuff. It's now, and 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 the desire. We're laying some groundwork here. The desire is to always expose uh, the perpetrator. And let me be clear. I do believe that the perpetrator should be exposed and dealt with. Yeah, absolutely. But if the call to defend people and the temple and children is just to expose the perpetrator, well, when the perpetrator is exposed, the thing that influenced the perpetrator still stays in the dark. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is all of these wars that are being fight and fought and valiant wars, by the way, that are trying to expose this 
from within the temple is dealing in flesh. It's a war of flesh. We have to expose the, expose the flesh and expose the uh, irresponsible pastors and the irresponsible leadership in the church that did these things. And I am all for it. I am here for it. I think that it should be done. But if that's the only aspect we're dealing of this from is the exposure of the people that did it, we're fighting flesh. And, what, and that ha- what happens with that is that they try to squash it, well, and the children are never— Well, there'll be no end to the fight, though. Yeah, because the children are never given any type of counseling or therapy of what they experienced well, that, through but, that person. But they are. But, but they are. But it's still about, it's still about the flesh. They, they are. We're at a place now that— Because I've seen in the past where the Catholic Church was just like throwing these kids to the side and be like, this didn't happen, you know— you, this was nothing that 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 environment that's what continues the cycle that environment has shifted though they are getting help my point of that is that they are helping flesh they are exposing flesh all things that should be done by the way but the bible says that we wrestle not with flesh and blood but power and principalities and rulers of darkness and wickedness in high places and so what happens is the vine is dealt with but the root still very much remains alive exactly and so the root of sexual assault is is the dark gods, the one spirit, that we the have, spirits that give you that desire to do that. This, yes, the one that we have, the one that we have already given you basic information on. We're just going to do it a little deeper today. So where does this, where does this God, this dark God, come from? Who is it? What's its name? Well. This particular subject is going to go right back to, in your Bible, the name Ashtoreth. Now, again, if you did not go listen to episode one, you just, you're you're going to be lost kind of here for a little bit because you don't understand who we're talking about, what we're talking about. In scripture, her name's Ashtoreth. Of course, we did flesh out that she is responsible for sexual immorality. And I think we probably always confine that to, you know, consensual, illicit consensual sexual relations. But it also applies to sexual assault, molestation, and rape, Ashtoreth. And of course, in Akkadian name was Ishtar. And, and then you get to, uh, you get to Sumerian. Sumerian, her name is Inanna. 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 Mm-hmm. And Yanya. <laughs> And then in, uh, she was um, Roman. She was Diana. Yeah. Right? Well, when you get to have Ephesus, you have Diana. And, of course, there's another version, Artemis. Ar- version Artemis. of the ESV uses Venus. the name Artemis. For, I think Artemis, if you're listening and you're locked in, write the name Artemis down. We'll get back to that Aphrodite. name in a moment. But it's the Aphrodite. But it's still it's the same God changing names and brands throughout history. And one day we'll have a website entry for all this. It's just every time right. I sit down to write it, it right. just becomes so overwhelming that I just... So God. let's talk about Ashtoreth, to use her biblical name. She is the goddess of all sexual immorality. What would cause people to do this? Ashtoreth would call people cause people to do this. She has a name. She has... Uh, she has a face. If you look at her old ancient statues that were built in Mesopotamia, in Babylon, um, always depicting the exact same characteristics. And she is the goddess of all sexual 
mayhem. So let's flesh her out. If you want to know why, you want to know what you're fighting, what people are fighting, and you want this to illuminate a fight in your life of something that you experienced that you did not ask to experience, we're going to give you some information. So let's talk about Ashtoreth and sexual assault. But Robert, do you have anything you want to add here? I know that this has uh, been something that you've done some really, really good work on. And I think that we should give you some spiritual, historical background in the spirit world of why so many people are facing this. You know, just uh, to throw a stat in there, there's uh, the United Nations did a study. There's 250,000 plus uh uh, cases of rape or attempted rape uh, recorded by police annually. It's just, uh, that's just, reported. That's, yeah. And shame, guilt is going to keep the majority of people from reporting that. So as early as, uh, you know, 2000 BC, uh, there's uh, poems and uh, hymns to Inyanya on Ashtoreth. Just, Ashtoreth. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you know, uh, early, early writings uh, of her sexual assaults and escapades and even uh, even one account of, of, of her uh, being raped herself. So, you know, it just, it goes way, way back. You want to give the highlights of, of that? Sure. She, she, uh, uh, she ascends from heaven uh, to the garden and and lays down for for a nap. And a gardener uh, sees her and and rapes her. Um, and then after that, uh, she wreaks a bunch of havoc. Uh, uh, as far as like a, a spirit of war or yes. anger and yes, and just being mad, being mad, violently uh, mad, uh, and and. Uh, some destruction comes to the, to the land and, uh, ultimately finds the, the perpetrator and, and kills him. Um, also worth noting that, uh, in her anger, she took to the sky and took the form of a rainbow, not as a rainbow, but of a rainbow. Yeah. Uh, it says that she stretched definitely, herself, definitely worth noting, stretched herself like a rainbow across the sky, uh, and thereby as far as the earth she reached. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rainbow, we, huh? we could take about three different directions <laughs> on that from the sexual immorality side of things to the rainbow that's given to us in scripture. But that I didn't is, mean to steal your thunder there, Robert. I didn't know if you had that, that is, in there or not. <laughs> that is the old ancient writings that, that happened to yeah. her. She became violent. Mm-hmm. Um, She's the warring spirit. The warring spirit. Just the spirit of anger. There's a lot of parallels to Baal and Eshtworth too. Sure. Is there anything else? That you wanted to share there, uh, that's uh, you know, just one more one more note that uh, she was the the goddess of of Nineveh, uh, the the city that Jonah and Nahum had to mm-hmm. go and talk to, uh, and ultimately it was destroyed. Uh, and there was a lot of sexual abuse there also. Well. Wow. Well, I mean, she's the she's the goddess of love, mm-hmm. but she's also the goddess of war. Again, you have this bipolar nature that she always seems to operate in the morning light and the evening light. Uh, love and war 
Um, she proclaimed in those ancient writings, and we'll talk, we'll clear up the ancient writings in a minute, that she sat in her house of ale and proclaimed that she was both a she was both a man and a woman. Again, the opposite ends. A female and a uh, exuberant young man. Exuberant young man. Yeah. Yep. She proclaimed both things. So you see that bipolar nature. And so the ancient writings there of her being sexually assaulted and the reaction that she had. Of course, she was always a pusher of boundaries. Uh, that's a very interesting story. And you say, well, that's just uh, uh, parades. She had parades where there were sexual acts yes. committed in the streets. I think I think it's worth noting that in Mesopotamia, and for all we know, in Diana's temple in Ephesus, same god goddess, that there was a time of the year that virgins had to come in and lose their mm-hmm. virginity in the temple. Yeah, in the temple. In or as a sacrifice, I think that was the last week of June, as we have it on the calendar now. Yeah. Like I think the, I think it translated to like June twenty fifth to June 29th or something like that. And they had to sit outside the temple until it happened. And it, they it, they had no choice; they were they were forced to go in and make this sacrifice. That is the personification of darkness, mm-hmm. indeed, and influence in the acts of humanity. And this is what we are fighting. This is what is in the dark. This is the answer to what is wrong with these people. We are fighting an old, old war. All in the name to sacrifice children to the fires of Molech. The temple and the children are always, always the target. And so when you... When you're trying to understand why did this happen, this is why it happened. It's been happening since the first uh, writings of man back in Mesopotamia. It's been chronicled since, I mean, that was, Mesopotamia seems to be the place where the first chronicling of man's, uh, man's doings took all the way back there until now. This this is who we are fighting. This is what we are fighting. And this is what we must overcome. So if you're there and you're like, well, but this is just old ancient writings, perhaps mythology. Okay. I mean, I can understand. I can understand that train of thought. We would agree with you before. Yes. Except for when you, when you run the name Ishtar and um, Inanna, forward you find her as Ashtoreth in scripture and what do you find Ashtoreth doing in scripture all types of sexual immorality including gender confusion you name it this is the whole basis of the Jezebel story her head prophetess of that time the 400 prophets of the grove the grove translates into poles the poles was the idol that represented Ashtoreth. It's in the same verse of scripture as the 450 prophets of Baal, and I've never heard anybody bring it up. This is what we are fighting. If you want to know what you are fighting, if you want to know what came against you, if you want to know what is wrong with our society right now, this is what, if you're a victim, you have faced. This is what 
we are facing now as a society, it is an absolute attack, but it's not new. Pusher of boundaries in the every pusher, way. Uh, every way. But it's not new. No. It's been going on. It's been going on since man was able to chronicle in some way, shape, or form his doings. So that's what we're dealing with. That's who we're dealing with. It is in your Bible. It's in your Bible in name. It's in your Bible in deed. And the same war that was being fought in scriptures, the same war that's being fought now. That's why after the filter was born, I can no longer say, well, that scripture was just written for, for uh, uh, the culture of their time. And I totally, I totally understand what you're saying, but what we found in the filter is the same thing that their culture was fighting at the time that the Bible was recorded is the exact same thing. Yeah, because when that we are fighting right now, when you put the the sins that God has told us not to commit to the gods, and then you realize that the gods are influencing us today still. The same the spiritual warfare is the same then as it is now. The same acts, the same deeds. Exactly. This is so when we talk about sexual assault, rape, molestation, men, women, children, infants. This is something that is in Scripture that is dealt with, and we're just trying to shine a light on the influence, the spiritual influence that is causing human, humanity to do this. So if you've been searching out those answers, that is the answer. If you're trying to figure out what's going on, this is what's going on. We are at war. We are at war with a realm that we cannot see. We are at war. It is a whole war. We could spend the next two hours talking about the wars in the scripture. Right down, right down to the dove and the rainbow and flowers and baptism. Fish. Fish. We, we can and will flesh all of that out to show that none of nothing in scripture was random. Nothing. Nothing. Zero was random. And we have, by the help of God Almighty, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, He has showed us this in Scripture. None of it was random. It might have looked random. We might have been taught that it was random. We didn't understand it, but it is there. This is what we are fighting. So in the realm of sexual assault, this in the spirit world is what we are fighting. The darkness has invaded the innocent, just like the darkness invaded the innocent in Scripture. So now let's talk about the innocent. We've talked about, we've talked about Ashtoreth. We've talked about, we've given you that. And you can go find all of this. We don't have any special books that we get all this from. You can operate Google and the writings of Mesopotamia and all the names of the different names of Ashtoreth. And you can find all the information that we have. AI is a really good tool for the research on this. You can check out my uh, my blog post on the godfilter.com to elevate your capacity to research this. That was a beautiful plug. Nice job. Just worked that right <laughs> in there, didn't you? Huh? That was, Sound like a professional. That wasn't even planned. Yeah. We, we're getting pretty good at this. Yeah. Uh, there might be people out there that start taking us serious now. Hey, they actually know what they're doing. <laughs> uh, this don't. is what we are fighting. I don't think we can, man, I could, I could become, I, I could become very passionate about this is what we are fighting. And so that's what we're fighting. But we're also fighting for the people that were assaulted. We're also fighting to give them answers. We're not, not 
Not, like I said, not counseling answers, not opinions. I don't think anybody wants to hear our opinions on that or what they should do or what they should not do. Raw truths. Yeah. But from a spiritual darkness point of view, there are people that have had to deal with this when the darkness invaded their lives when they were children or even when they were teenagers and unaware and un- they just didn't know. And all of a sudden they looked up and an awful thing was happening to them. And in the moment it may have paralyzed them and the darkness had invaded their life. And once the act and the deed of that dark moment concluded and the human body that embodied the darkness that took advantage of you left, unfortunately, that darkness did not leave with them. Imprinted. That darkness attached itself uh, to you. And so now that that darkness was brought to you, something that you did not ask for, something that you did not want, something, listen to me carefully, that was not your fault. Amen. That's just the truth. I know you've heard that before. That's as far as I'll go with it. Again, we're not counseling. But unfortunately, you are left to deal with that darkness. The emotional, mental, physical ramifications of it. Name it. Whichever one, when that person, when that, that darkness through another human being invaded your life, and you're having to sit here and you're having to deal with all of those dark things. Well, if we take the filter, which is what we're here to do, and we were to look at all the characteristics of Ashtoreth and all the information that we find, you will be able to find those that were attacked innocently by the darkness, yet the darkness used that as an attachment point to your life or their life. All of a sudden, the influences of that darkness becomes the main influences of your life. Controls you, or has the capacity to control you forever. And one of the tricks of the gods is amnesia. And depending on the age that somebody is affected by this and inflicted by the god, that amnesia effect can take cold. And they can forget that this even happened to them and suppressed over time. And then people act out later in their lives and have no idea why they are the way they are. Sure. Well, just to clarify the amnesia, and that's not something we've talked about. We probably could do a whole show on it in May one day or a recording. It's not a show. Is the reason we use the word amnesia, I may very well preach on amnesia Sunday morning, is multiple, multiple times in Scripture. The people, I mean, the Bible would say that the people forgot the Lord their God and served Baal, mm-hmm. the gods. They once that, forgot. Once that God infiltrates your spirit, yeah, there, there's, it's just... There's an amnesia. There's something yeah. about it that causes you to forget. Uh, I don't have that in its fullest, but I do know the Scripture does. It was a, yeah. it was a happening in Scripture. So it certainly applies to this. So when you take the information of the filter of Ashtoreth and all of her characteristics... Of all the things that uh, she represented, 
throughout all the different writings. When a person is sexually assaulted and that darkness attaches itself to their lives, oftentimes as they grow up, even if they were young, unawaringly, they will begin to exhibit the exact same characteristics as Ashtoreth. And so let's let's just list, and you guys help me, because I got a little bit here on my iPad, but I'm not really using my iPad too much right now. Let's just list a few, and then I'll give you an example after we... Let's, let's talk about this. Don't let me miss one, guys. Uh, anger. She exhibited great anger after after those and I use air quotes um, mythological writings even though the name is actually in the Bible so I don't think we can you know we kill mythology in episode one mythology's done uh, anytime you take mythology and run it back to scripture it has to become valid and if you don't believe that to be true then you don't believe scripture to be true she uh, exhibited great, great anger in her life and in her actions. And all of a sudden, she did not like to have any boundaries put on her. Uh, And we see some of the exact same things in uh, sexual assault victims as they exhibit those things. Then it becomes about control. And I get it. I get it because they lost control in a moment and something invaded and influenced them. So now... They become angry at everything and do not put lines on me and don't put boundaries on me. And I totally get it. That's not counseling. That's just that's just information because that's what Ashtoreth did. That buckling of the stone wall in, in that old clay tablet writings was her desire to kick against all norms. I'll buckle that wall. Just absolute anger. And then she was the goddess of war to where she was at war with everything. She was at war with everybody. She was at war with humanity, at war in her own realm, just war, 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 war. Now we keep using her, but this also applies to men. Let's, let's be clear on that. We are, when we say her, we're talking about Ashtoreth, but when we talk about sexual assault, this goes beyond, uh, one gender. This is both male and female. And so the, the, the victim and it depends on the person, like every person that is affected by this is different. Somebody may not have any of these traits and be completely fine. And some people it just destroys. You know what? I'm, I'm going to just, I'm going to respectfully. And as a dear friend of mine, go ahead. Disagree. I I disagree with my statement there too, because nobody's ever completely fine after this. They just, just, I I know what you meant. You wasn't saying that they just went on about their damn double. What you're saying is that they may not exhibit these traits exactly at a, at a big, uh, in a big way. Yeah. But I, I, I contend that they are there. They will always have a depressive spirit yes. about them because of that until and, and that anger cut out. That anger and that war may be suppressed internally. And what's important about that is that may that part may apply to men more than to women because men internalize so much more. So there still may be anger and war to whereas one gender may express that in their actions and then one gender may suppress that, but it is it is still an influence and it's still there. 
and because she's the the morning light and the evening light, everything on the inverse is also true. Yes. Uh, depression, self worth, lack of self worth, lack of um, over boundaries, like not having any capacity to say say no or to have uh, give other people boundaries. You know, there's a lot of other concepts to this as well. So anytime we're looking at one. We can also look at the inverse, the exact inverse of that. The, the opposite of it. Yeah. Depression. You know, you say anger, you say complete depression and sadness that just consumes a person for their entire life. The incapacity to create relationships or have bonding or, you know, all, it, it all goes into that. All, all, of, all, of, all, of, all of her attributes at play in everything that you just said. Not ours. Not, not our idea of it. All mm-hmm. of her attributes at play. You got something to add there, Robert? Well, just, you know, uh, the revenge aspect of it. Uh, in the poem, uh, after her rape, uh, she inflicts floods. Uh, she uh, does not care who, what casualties are, are, are there as a result of, of her revenge on her rapist. She is, it, it doesn't matter how many people get hurt, how many people lose their homes she is and will not be stopped until she has her revenge mm-hmm. um and nothing nothing uh, will pacify her until she has it and so uh you know that's a uh revenge is a tough thing to carry around that is both anger and war bottled up into yep. one and so now we have anger and was it saying earlier? Hurt people, hurt people. Hurt people. So we have anger. We have war. And then, you know, obviously there's sexual immorality. And an act of sexual assault just, just shows the the bipolar nature of Ashtoreth. You would think that a sexual assault may keep people from even wanting to engage in sexual activity, but oftentimes it is the opposite. To where people become wildly sexually immoral mm-hmm. uh, for a multitude of reasons, reasons I'm not going to get into. There, that would be opining, and I'm not. I'm not here to opine. I'm here to give you information, and it births uh, promiscuous men, women. It has been the birth, and it makes the uh, the abnormal normal. It does, and it, it <clears throat> it's the birth in some people's lives to put that puts them in the realm of homosexuality. Um, and it's, it's all one dark influence and they're left the entire time thinking, why am I the way that I am? Shame cycling or just questions. Yeah. Well, they get, they get trapped in this loop of looking for the behavior. But why the loop? Why the loop? Let's put the filter on the loop, the Mm -hmm. cycle. Why the cycle? Because, uh, as Torith, glad you said that is represented by the half crescent moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you get the lunatic spirit yeah. in uh, the, when the man brought his uh, son to Jesus said he has a lunatic spirit. Luna, Luna means moon. Uh, half Cyclical. crescent, half, half crescent moon represents such Torah. And what does the moon do? It cycles mm-hmm. and it cycles from one extreme to the to other. The other. Sometimes it's big and bright. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not visible at all. And it keeps the same path. It keeps the, the, same, the same path going that never goes over. anywhere. 
People get stuck in it's what's called a shame cycle. They they seek the behavior, they engage in behavior, they feel terrible about the behavior, they shame themselves, they say all these horrible things about themselves, and then they bottle that up and move back into the other side of the cycle. All 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 while saying what is wrong with all while saying what is wrong? Why do I engage in this behavior? Why does this why am I attracted to this? We can't answer that in the physical realm. But in the spiritual realm, you are fighting an old, dark God named Ashtoreth. And so then that oftentimes, not every time, this is why we wanted to separate the two recordings. It's also worth noting that this drives you deeper and deeper and deeper into the the realm of it as well. Into the cycle of it. Once once that's taken hold of you, the other gods have more influence on you. And that your spirit is made compromised over time. And the, the longer this goes, the worse it gets. So you're probably out there, if you're, if you're really keeping up here, and this applies to you and you're a victim of this, what do I do? Just, just hang on. Uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about that aspect of it too. And oftentimes this will lead to addiction as well. Not all the time. So that's why we're not going to really jump in that today. That's going to be the next recording. Um, and so that's also a plug just to let you know that our next one that we do after this one comes out, we will deal with addiction, all addiction, not just addiction that's birthed from sexual assault because all addiction does not come from sexual assault, all addiction. We're going to deal with it with the filter on it. And I think you're going to find, I think you're going to find that incredibly help helpful in a lot of different ways. What's wrong with me? Why do I have this chaos in my life? Why do I have this anger in my life? Why do I have this war, this, this cycle that I'm in, why am I so sexually immoral? And, um, it's always seems to just come on in a moment. And you know, why, why do I have this addiction, this chaos? You're, you're fighting an old, old, dark God. I had, I had an instance, I had an instance, um, a couple of weeks ago on a Monday night, I met with a family. And before I tell this story, uh, I do have permission to tell this story. Um, I preached it last Sunday morning and I have permission to mention the story here, but I'm going, I'm going to use, uh, I'm going to not use the names in the podcast, um, of the people, even though I have permission to use the story, just a family, family struggling, family's got issues. You know what marriage and family don't, Every family's got issues. You know, some issues. And they came in and they were sitting there and I was going through, you know, what I have now in my counseling. And then I talked to the husband and we had made some ground. And so I got to, um, I got to the wife and I asked her, I said, uh, what is, what is your biggest issue in the marriage? Like you're personally your biggest thing that you cannot overcome. And she said, uh, I'm angry. And I, then I proceeded to ask her, you mean like a spirit of war? Uh, and yes, just the, the anger, the pushing back of everything, the, the, just the mean, the mean spirit, spirited aspect of it. And which is not the default behavior of a woman either. It's really not. So for her to say that, and then I looked at her and knowing what we know now and all the things we talk about, I, I asked her, I said, you know, what was the, what was the attachment point in your life that brought you to this chaotic anger, 
war-based mentality. What what was the attack? Because it always with the reference being that it, we, Adrian in counseling now kind of de- or he does default to the to the understanding of the filters. Absolutely, so, I have to. I mean the whole the Paul, the whole Bible is nothing but spiritual. Let, let's be clear, not just spiritual warfare. Let's make sure our flags planted in the ground. The whole Bible is God versus these three yeah. gods, and we have not only proved that we will continue to prove it as we go through Scripture. So I ask her, so what's the attachment point? Because all this has an attachment point. Even if you're, unfortunately, an infant that is sexually assaulted, that is an attachment point that is with you whether you can remember it or not. That is an attachment point. And when I asked her what was the attachment point, I was not ready. I know these people. These are not strangers off the street. They just came in and needed to talk. I was not ready. And she confidently, which even to me was, it felt supernatural of the one true God confidently looked at me and said, when I was 14 years old, I was raped. And I was not ready. I was not shocked to the point I was speechless. And the moment she said that, a spirit of ministry, of scripture, fell in that room at a level and depth that I don't know that I can explain. Because if you think God Almighty is going to sit there when one of his children come out of the dark with a statement like that, if you think he's going to sit there and not invade the room with all of his help, his grace, his mercy, his blood, his power in his hand, you don't know anything, you don't know anything about the kingdom. It's also a testament to the power of reaching out for help. And we went. We we started talking about it. And, man, I was able to give her some stuff scripturally based from the filter. And you could see the healing begin to take place in her life right there. And after about five minutes of that, I mean, you could see the light bulb gone. Oh, my God. And I began to flesh out Ashtoreth, her deeds. All of this stuff we're telling you. And you could see literally the light bulb and the rejuvenation and the deliverance happening in that room. You could almost, you could almost see it with your eyes because now she's moved from I'm broken and I'm a wreck or perhaps it was my fault or whatever she was. I didn't ask. She's moved from that to, Oh, I'm in a fight with something that, that has influenced me my entire life that I didn't even know it was there. I didn't even, I've never even heard this. That's a whole different level of deliverance. My people are destroyed for their what? Lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge. Knowledge brings deliverance. Does the spirit of God bring deliverance? Absolutely sure. But knowledge, the word of God, the word of God is sharper than what? Any two edges. Why is the word of God likened to a sword? Because it is fighting a war. War against who? Three gods. We're talking about one today. So after the eyes were dried, the heaviness of the room had lifted. The glory of the Lord had met us there through knowledge and in spirit. I asked her, I said, come here, let me see your tattoos. And she had one on each calf muscle. and One was a flower. One was another thing I won't. Give it away. A lot of people have flowers. Still, I still want to, you know. And 
and then she rolled up her sleeve. And when she rolled her sleeve up, there was a, a, a beautiful young lady on the tattoo, a young lady that was holding a bow. And I just stared at it. I mean, obviously the filters at work, everything we've looked at, everything we've studied, and I'm just sitting there staring at it. And as I'm staring at it, I just couldn't make heads or tails of it. And I, I, I called her by name and I said, who is that on your arm? And with the stone coldest look, but not a bad stone cold, it was like a serious, oh my God, I'm in the light. I have been enlightened. She answered me and said, it's Artemis. Wow. And when she said it's Artemis, I just sat back in my chair. Now, if you forgot earlier, Artemis is in your Bible in the ESV translation in Acts chapter 19. In the King James Version, it's Diana. Diana is a derivative of the word inanna. Ashtoreth, Ishtar. And on her left shoulder is not... So she has lived her entire life under the influence of a dark god because of a dark, terrible thing that happened to her at age 14 years old. And not only is she serving this thing unknowingly, unknowingly, she has served the darkness unknowingly. She has put it in face form on her body, in name, Artemis. And then it was so, here's, I, we counsel, un unbelievable. And that's just, look, that's just one of many instances I've had with tattoos manifesting themselves. People didn't even know what they meant. So if you don't think you're under the influence of something, that's why we're doing this. Exactly. To show you that you're under the influence of something that you didn't even know was there. Exposing the root. That's what we're doing here. And so I. That's I, why we're not backing down from these tough subjects either, because it's so, tough subjects that people need to be delivered. So I said, I got to preach about this. I got to. I got, I got to take it to the pulpit. And I, that's uncomfortable. I know. I, I understand, especially the church our size and some of the stories that I already know in there, not to mention church our size, the people I don't know. And so a couple of days later, I called her and her husband and I was like, look, I want to use this. I want to tell the story of what happened. I would like for you to join me on the platform. And I know that's tough. You're talking about being raped at 14. Uh, but I had to ask. And she just jumped at the chance. And I don't believe it was because she wanted attention either. I don't. I believe that the light bulb came on so much. And she was sitting there going, if the light bulb come on for me. Somebody else needs this deliverance I to can know deliver somebody else from their fighting. So I get there and I tell the story and I bring her up. She's standing, y'all were there, y'all know, but for the people that want, she's standing there next to me and I'm preaching. And I've got the baptistry ready because I'm going to baptize her. She's never been baptized before. I'm going to baptize her. Uh, before the, you get too far, in the you forgot to mention that the uh, the tattoo had the, ha the crescent I'm, moon. That's where I'm going. Oh, okay, so when okay. she rolled up, which was unbelievable because yeah. when I had a picture to put up on the screens of the tattoo. I had it ready to go with the media team. And so when she, and I said, roll your sleeve up and show everybody. Well, they couldn't all see it. So I said, and put it on the screen so they could see it. When she rolled her sleeve up, I don't know if it was an angle I had in the office or if it was just the Lord hiding it from me until that day. But when she rolled her sleeve up and I looked right there on the forehead of Artemis was a half crescent moon. And I said it out loud in the microphone. Did I not, man? Mm -hmm. I was like, 
that's a half crescent moon. I was, I was sitting there blown away all over again. Well, and after church, listen to this. For those of you who need deliverance, listen to what I'm fixing to tell you. After church, a faithful brother in the church came to Robert. Sure did. Did he not? He did. You, you tell it. He told it to you. I'll let you do it. He, he came to me and he said, you know, um, it, that uh, bow in her hand was a left-handed bow. And uh, I did some research on that, and that is uh, a symbol. A left-handed bow is a symbol of, of deceit and deception. How about that? You can't make any. So we have name. What? We have this. <laughs> yeah. We have the name. We have the astro- uh, astrology symbol. We have the information. That went back to Mesopotamia. It did. And the dude that told us that, I'm not going to drop his name. I don't know if he wanted us to or not. I didn't ask him. I didn't think to. Is sharp. Like, he didn't yeah. pluck that out of thin air. This guy knows what's up. And so when he read that it was a deceit, what, what we're trying to tell you is that you are being deceived out there. You're being deceived. And all this stuff that we're giving you, and all this stuff that you feel and all this stuff that you're serving unknowingly because you got innocently attacked in the dark, you're being deceived in every way, shape, or form. We're just trying to bring knowledge to you. That's all we're doing because there's a serious question at the end that we're going to get to. So after that, I went and baptized her, led her down to the baptistry, and baptized her. In the name that is above every name. What's that name? Jesus. Jesus. When I came up, she came up out of the water. Her hands were lifted. She was praying. I wasn't finished with the service. So when she came out of the water, I got my microphone and I come up out of the baptistry and I started preaching to people and giving an altar call to people in the church. After I had fleshed all of this out, uh, I've taken longer. We've taken longer a day to do it than I did then, and all of a sudden, probably thirty or forty people. Is that that's is very that a fair, fair number? Yeah, that's yes. a lot. Started just flood men, women, older women. And that's not to assume that everybody that came down. Is, no, not, is, that's not everybody. Yeah. But a lot of them. Lot, and I know for a fact now that some of them that came down were not facing that. Yeah. But the vast majority of the people that did come down. They were men and women of all different ages and all different demographics. They were coming down because, and it wasn't coming down like they were crying, like they were sad. It was like they were coming down with, I understand. Give me my sword. I I understand. Because one of the greatest things that you have to understand if you're listening and you have been through this. You're not weird. You're not broken. You're not used up. You're not dirty. That's right. Matter of fact, you're not any of those things. You've just been fighting an old, old war that you had no idea existed. Yep. You've been fighting all spiritual darkness, rulers of darkness and wickedness in high places. Solomon built a temple to Ashtoreth in a high place. That's what the scripture says. 
So whatever you thought about yourself, why can't I get it together? Why can't I get things right? Why must I be this way? What is wrong? And it becomes a, it becomes what is wrong with me. And the filter has shown us that there is nothing wrong with you. But you have wrestled with flesh and blood. Not knowing that you really in the dark involved in an old war that they don't want you to know exist. That's right. Because if they find out, oh my God, if they find out that you have found out, which is why we are in this room right now for you to find out, they understand that they are in a place to where they may lose the grip on your life. So here's what happens. You're attacked in the dark. You're attacked in the dark. Regardless of the age, you're attacked in the dark. You're attacked by the darkness. And that darkness attaches to your life. And here's what happens. You don't do it on purpose. You don't consciously make the decision to do it. But you do it. That's a good point because after they attach to you, all these behaviors, all these acting out behaviors are just subconsciously driven. Yes. So they're not conscious because if you, if you could take it out of the subconscious into the conscious, you would be able to eliminate it. But, but you, that's, they reside in the dark. But you can't do that because you don't have the knowledge. Right. Because it doesn't make sense. So you're yeah. left to think it's your fault exactly. and that you're broken in your mind, in your heart, and in your body. What is mm-hmm. wrong with me? And... Because you have to deal with that, a person unknowingly, please, I'm going to say that two more times so that it is not misconstrued or not heard. Unknowingly, a person unknowingly begins to serve these things. Yes. You become a servant to anger. You become a servant to war. You become a servant to sexual immorality. You may not like any of it. You may be disappointed in yourself. You don't understand, why am I doing this? Why am I like this? You are serving chaos, serving um, addiction. Again, I don't want to, we need to cover that. You become to serve this thing. And here's what, here's what, here's what I've got to make sure you get. This thing has a name. We have given it that name to you. We will continue to give that name to you in all the different topics and all the different subjects. It has a name, and her name in your Bible was Ashtoreth. So why are we here? We are here to not only shine a light on Ashtoreth, but to also let you know that there is a name that is above every name. Amen. And I can't preach up in this room right now, but I could I could just flat leave podcast mode and go right into prayer. When the Bible says he has been given a name that is above every name, what other names do you think the Bible was talking about? There's only one. No, I mean, what other names? 
Baal. I see what you're saying. I misheard that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Baal, Ashtoreth, Moloch. That at his name, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord of things above the earth and in the earth and under the earth. Without the filter, I don't know what we thought those verses were talking about before or who they were talking to, but now we know exactly what they're talking to. But now we know that he has a name that is above every name and their knee shall bow. And so now we come to you with information and knowledge. But after we are done illuminating in the light or illuminating in your life what has been in the dark, things that you have served unknowingly, we're not saying that you serve Ashtoreth on purpose, just the influence in Scott's words of the tendrils. Tendrils of influence. Of influence. Which I, I do want to uh, take a moment and talk about that. Uh, you said a moment ago, Moloch, and um, you're talking about how the the impacts of how this this affects somebody for life. Um, think about how this can affect your your marriage or your children. You know, the, think about your children and your marriage and how they can be affected by by the acts that could be committed through this. Like people who go into a marriage that have no self-worth or no boundaries or no, uh, you're going to teach that to your children. Everything that, that you are, your children see. So one way that this is helping is that it's keeping the, the tendrils of influence from affecting the next generation. It's keeping the tendrils of influence from uh, affecting our children, which is what the gods want. They want our children, and this keeps them away from the children. And those things you're talking about is the unknowing servanthood of Ashtoreth. Right. Do you have something, Robert? I, I just, I, I want to share this, and, and I didn't know till last night uh, through study, uh, but this is a description of Ashtoreth from the book of Nahum. And it says, they stumble over the corpses because of the multitude of harlotries of the, the seductive harlot, the mistress of sorceries who sells nations through her harlotries and families through her sorceries. There is influence that you cannot see. That's right. Yes. So if you have unknowingly, as I get ready to, land the plane as a phrase I use. If you have unknowingly, you didn't know. You were attacked unawares, you operated unawares. I get it. I really do get it. But if you have unknowingly served a dark God in your actions because you were influenced in a moment of just a terrible moment and you've unknowingly served her in those actions, but now you know. Now you have the information of those things. Now, instead of it being almost like an involuntary reaction, because you have the knowledge, you now get to choose who you serve. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is freedom. That is called deliverance. Now you have to choose. 
God or the gods. God or the gods. And so now we're back to the most prolific and simplest and profound question that the filter has given us. We do not ask anymore what you believe. We ask who do you serve? And we would not have been fair to be able to ask a sexual assault victim who they serve if we were not first able to give them the information that they did not know of something that they had unknowingly been serving. And so, ladies and gentlemen, those of you that have been affected by this, and we're wrapping it up, we ask you a question, but we ask you a question now based on knowledge of what we have and what you have. Who do you serve? You don't have to serve that name anymore. You don't have to serve it in anger. You don't have to serve it in chaos. You don't have to serve it in sexual immorality. You don't have to serve it in darkness. You don't have to serve it in anxiety. And whatever it is brought to your life, you don't have to serve it. There is another name. There is another name that is greater than the name that you've been serving in the dark. And now you get to go listen to the episode about repentance and baptism. Yeah, repent. Yes. Now go listen to episode two. But that name, Jesus, also has a set of influences. Except he'll influence you to walk mm-hmm. in a non-warring spirit, in a non-chaotic environment. The Bible puts it like this. Peace that passeth all understanding. Mm. You may have been raped in the dark, but you can have peace. You will never forget. We were not asking you to forget. You can have peace that passes understanding, all understanding, which means you can have peace even though you, everybody else looks around and says, why do you have peace? Well, I just decided who I was going to serve. But you couldn't decide that until you knew. That's why we're sitting in this room, is because we want you to know. So next week, we're going to pile back in here again. We're going to take addiction and all the things that that's done. We're going to shine the light of the word on it so that people may be free. I, I am done. Gentlemen, do you have anything you want to add before we, before we sign off? Brother Robert, anything you want to add? I love y'all. I do. And look forward to next week. Scott? 2 Corinthians 7.10, godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret, but worldly sorrow brings death. You can be redeemed. God can heal you. You can, because now you know not just what you're supposed to turn to, but what you're supposed to turn from. And we could never ask you to turn from those things without first being able to explain to you what those things are that you did not know was there. So before I say bye... Let me tell you one more time in the face of every dark God in your life. You are not less than. You are not foolish. You are not broken. And you are not unreachable. You're just fighting an old war against an old God. And our God is greater. Amen. In Jesus' name. Love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning into this. Hey, I hope it helps. Reach out to us. Let us know if it did. Have a great day. God bless. Thank you for listening to the God Filter Podcast. 
Next week, we will discuss part two of sexual assault and addiction. If you or a loved one are affected by either of these and local to us, you can reach out to us at admin at thegodfilter.com, message us at facebook.com forward slash thegodfilter, or contact Adrian directly. We can give you spiritual counsel or, if you're local, resources available for counseling. If you're not local, we encourage you to find counsel to supplement the spiritual information presented today. God bless. Thank you.